Unmistakable evidence has established the fact he is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds. Welcome to the Truth 316 Podcast, the place that we honor that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Our prayer is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. We are continuing our look at who are the whoever whom believe. And we're talking about the consistency of the Apostle John in his gospel and in his letters. And this week we've been looking and continuing our look at the first letter of John in chapter 5. Last week we looked at the first verse that says, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. So this is our verse. And as you will recall, the whoever believes is perhaps made more clear when we read it more literally written as those believing. We showed that the order of those that believe are those that are given of the father to the son and who will be raised up on the last day. Now with this perspective, let's move on and look at what is the result of this belief. We see that this verse is actually and finally showing us a result. The result of another action or a character trait of those that truly believe. So the question is, what does the believer do? They love the child born of him. Hmm, what does that mean? Who is the child born of him? And who is him? Which him? Him the father or him the son? Or what does it exactly point to here? Just hanging on the verse for a second, it could be easily referring to that child born of him, that is, the child born of the father, who is the son. Let's substitute the son into the phrase, the child born of him. Let's go ahead and take a look at the next slide here and put that in the equation. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the father loves the son. Well, this works. It fits well, and it is a perfectly true and harmonious biblical statement. Whoever loves the Father does love the Son. Okay, great. But does this fit the rest of the context? First in regard to this verse, but also into the following verses. Uh, Before we move on to the next verse, let's see if there is another option for us based solely on this verse itself. Let's look again at the original verse. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. Okay, so let's look at the opening statement. Whoever believes is born of God. What is the relationship of the believer to God at this point? Are they now a child of God? Well, yes, they are. So if we sub into this concept, we could finish the verse off like this. Let's take a look at the next slide here. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves themselves. Whoever loves the Father loves themselves. Is that true? Well, yeah, that's true in a healthy, non-prideful way anyway. Uh, We are to love ourselves, so this could work as well. But our final option is to consider those who are born of God, that is, every other believer. Let's see if this fits into the context. So, again, 
the original verse is that whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. With this in view, we see that each child of God will love God and also every other child of God. In this fashion, it, it speaks of the reciprocating love within the body of believers, that is the church. Well, we have three options in front of us. Let's take a look at the following verse and see if this clears up anything for us. So here's verse 2, and it says, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and observe his commandments. As we can see here, our golden rule that context as king puts us immediately on the corrected path. If we love the Father, we do love the Son, yeah, we also love ourselves, yes, that's true. But what, what he's really telling us now is that the evidence he is speaking of is our love for one another within the body of believers. By this we know that we love the children of God. We love God, and we love the body, and finally here, we keep his commandments. Perfect. So now let's take a look at the next three verses. So this is 1 John 5, 3-5. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one that overcomes? Who is the one who is the one who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Here we have a precept. Here we have precept upon precept, built all upon the opening of the foundation of the believer, that is, those born of God. So number one, this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. This demonstrates our new heart. Before, while we were still enemies of God, we hated him and his law. We raged against it, defying him at every opportunity that we knew we could get away with it. But now we love his law because it directs us in the paths of his righteousness. And, number two, they are not burdensome. As they once were before, they no longer are a burden for us. We see his love for us in them. We see our old worldly ways and hate it. We hate any time it shows itself. But we have overcome the world. How? By our faith. This faith, that as we learned earlier, is the gift of God that was made free to us to believe when we were born again. This is emphasized again in the final statement here. But he who believes, that is, the believing one, the one born of God. So let's recap. Next slide here. Let's talk about the traits of the believer. Who is the true believer and what are the traits that underlie such a person? Well, first of all, have read that they are born of the triune God. So according to our very first study, we have learned that the origin of Christ follower is saving faith. Such faith is a gift of God, beginning with the Father who effectually calls and draws the elect unto himself, mankind being both unwilling and unable, because in our fallen state we are enemies of God and hate his law, must have a heart change. This is something we cannot drum up within ourselves. So God, being rich in mercy, gives spiritual life. How? Well, as we have discussed from the opening verse, he begets us. He gives his elect a new heart, and we are born again. It is a spiritual rebirth. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and now we have been made alive. Note, we do not just believe that God is, for even the demons know this, but per verse 1, we believe that Jesus is the Christ, it is an exclusive saving faith based on Christ alone. Let's take a look at the next point here. 
of the trait of a believer? Well, we love the Father. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ loves the Father. And if we love the Father, we love the child born of him. Recalling that this is not speaking back to the Son of God, nor back to ourselves as begotten and indeed a true child of God, but we recall that this is speaking in context of another, of a third party. We love the Father and we love the brethren. The child born of God in verses 1 and 2 is speaking toward the children of God, the church or the body of Christ here on earth. So the traits of the believer so far are born of, that we're born of the triune God, that we love the Father, and that we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then number four here, we keep his commandments. We did not go into very much detail of which commandments. Is it the Ten Commandments or is it the Levitical or ceremonial law or what is it? But without going into discussion at this time, we can certainly eliminate the Levitical and ceremonial law. Uh, these have been put away. That is, they have been fulfilled uh, in Christ when Christ gave himself as the final sacrificial and perfect lamb. So that leaves the moral law, which of course is perfect and summed up um, by Jesus in the Gospels um, as loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. But finally, we keep the law that Christ commands in the New Testament writings, the Great Commission just being one of these. Keeping the sacraments of baptism and of the Lord's Supper, there's a couple more, and of course, learning and knowing the scriptures. Uh, for it's in the scriptures that we learn who the true God is as revealed in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then finally, we overcome the world. We have heard the term used before, we are overcomers. But what did we think we were overcoming? Was it just trials and struggles that showed their ugly heads from time to time? Well, yes, of course, but man, it's, it's so much more than this. We have overcome the world. That is all that the world represents, the fallenness, the ruler of this world who is Satan, the sin that is celebrated by the world. All of this has become something that we do not want any longer to be part of. Yeah, our flesh rages against our spirit, but we hate the sin when we fail into it, when we are weak. And although shame is a good thing, we no longer dwell on it as though we have been defeated. We are driven to repentance, and our spirit agrees with the Holy Spirit that we are indeed children of God, more than conquerors. Let's take a look at a few verses here just for reassurance. So this is as part of our meditation and looking back. So our first verse is from Galatians 2.20, and it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then our next verses are going to be from Romans 8, which we should just pretty well memorize all of Romans 8. But here in verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And Romans 8, 14 through 17, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And of children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, 
that we may also be glorified with him. So just take a look at the content of this verse. All that are being led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. So we talked about this. Those who are born of God are the children of God. And we are being led by the Spirit, right? And we're no longer slaves. We have God as our Father. We cry out, Abba, Father. And then it's the Holy Spirit that testifies within ourselves that we are the children of God. So we have this knowledge, this truth being spoken to us that, that we're children of God. And if we're going to be children, then we're heirs of God. That's the heavenly inheritance that is promised to us here that we'll be glorified with him at the final resurrection. And let's finally take a look at the last couple of verses here, 35 through 37. It says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. We overwhelmingly conquer. That's the same as saying we are more than conquerors. So, Lord, we thank you for calling us unto yourself. We pray for those who may be wondering if they could fit into your plan of redemption. And we encourage them that if they are feeling convicted of sin and unbelief, that they would repent and believe even at this very moment. Then we further encourage them to get involved in a Bible-believing community of believers. Read the Bible and ask a thousand and one questions so that they may know that there are answers in your word and that you are a gracious Heavenly Father. We trust you and we thank you for your perfect plan of salvation. And for us that believe, you have made us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for us, who forgave us of all of our sins and has raised us to life by the power of his resurrection, that we may know that one day we will spend eternity with you in a new heavens, in a new earth, and in your name. Amen.